You're listening to the Relationship-Centered Learning Podcast, a podcast to inspire and empower you to be a difference maker in a dysfunctional educational system. Hear weekly from adults and students who are having a radical impact in the education space as they share from their minds and hearts, giving us practical tools that we can take back to our classrooms and campuses. Here to take you outside the educational box is author, disruptor, and your host, Kevin Curtis. So before we get started with the show, if you really like the GTKY concept of connections before content, but you thought to yourself, where do I get those good questions at? And you're thinking, well, I'm still doing virtual teaching versus in-person teaching, and I just want to connect with my kids, but I'm not sure what questions to ask. What we've done for you is created a free resource of 25 GTKY questions that you can immediately download and go back into your virtual setting or your in-person classroom setting to make a difference of getting to know your students before you dive into the content. All you have to do is head over to our website at rclfirst.com, sign up for our newsletter, and you will get immediate access to 25 GTKY questions that you can go back into the classroom and start putting connections before content. So let's get right back into today's episode. Hey, welcome everybody back to the podcast. This is going to be a Mindset Monday episode where I am solo and we just sit down and we're going to connect today on the concept and the idea and the importance of belonging in the educational system and in our classroom. So I noticed as I start to follow along with a lot of schools, not just in Texas, but across the country, that some schools that have gone virtual are starting to want to make that transition back to in-person teaching. So it doesn't matter what scenario you're in, you can still be teaching virtually or you can be teaching in person. The, the idea and the concept and the importance of belonging doesn't change. It only gets enhanced. So the reason I bring this to you today here in October is because I believe that when I've been asked for students that have been struggling, and typically October, as we've mentioned in a previous episode, Shocktober, which somebody put uh, made a comment to me and said, "Man, that was a uh, that was that Shocktember." It's what they referred to as uh, last week's uh, last episode when we talked about Shocktober. So what's happening though is is that some of the times this is the time that you're going to realize that some of your students are struggling if you haven't already. And a lot of times when I get asked, "Hey, how do you how do you deal with these students that are struggling?" Not just academically, but primarily behaviorally. And I always tell them my first step, like step one to start to break this mystery down is asking a simple question. Have we really thought about and discussed the concept of does this student feel like they belong in your classroom? And, and I, I say this because it's so simple, yet it is very complex. And when we look at belonging, one of the things that we have to start to take a deeper dive into is, is Maslow's. And so I've seen, you know, there's Mas- you have to Maslow's before you can bloom. There, you know, you have all of these quotes out there referencing Maslow's being having to be taken care of before you go, can even go into Bloom's taxonomy. And if if you've been in education long enough, you've also seen recently how Bloom's taxonomy has transitioned and it has re-evolved. But one thing that has stood on a foundation for over 100 years 
is Maslow's. And so when we look at Maslow's, we want to just take a little bit deeper dive and just start at the bottom of the pyramid of Maslow's. And let's just start down there. And that's just going to be where we have food, water, and shelter. Then we're going to move up to that second tier of Maslow's. And that, that's where we're going to need that safety concern. We're going to need to make sure that 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 individual feels safe. And then number three moving up is where you're going to have the need to belong. And this is such a powerful, strong foundation. But before I can even stick at number three, I'm going to jump up to number four. This is the self-esteem needs. This is where we want our students to achieve, master, recognize, and respect. And the reason I bring number four up before I really want to take a dive into number three is, is because number four is where we, at a minimum, require all of our students to be before we could ever get to five, which is our self-actualization. So the reason I say this is because almost every single educator wants every student to be able to achieve, master, recognize, and respect. And a majority of the students that are struggling to even get to that fourth tier in Maslow's, we haven't identified and slowed down and asked a simple question of like, do you feel like you belong in my classroom? And I start there because it has been my experience that when I ask that question, it reveals a lot about what that student is feeling and experiencing. Now, notice I'm talking about asking the student and not the adult who's in control over that environment. And the reason I illustrate this is because if you ask a teacher and say, hey, do you feel like your students belong here? And again, I'm not knocking teachers, but you will hear, you'll hear things like, well, absolutely, all, of, all my students belong here. And I'm like, well, no, no, I, I know that, but you have to realize like belonging is subjective. So therefore, it's not about whether you feel it or not, or what. You, and you, you may be intentionally trying this, but we have to ask the individual who is struggling in our environment: Do you feel like you belong here? And when I ha when I see and observe, and I come in and support, and if you're having a student that is that you are struggling with, primarily behaviorally more than anything else, but when you have that struggling student right now here in October no matter what your educational setting looks like, have we sat down and simply asked them the question, do you feel like you belong here? And I think the answer reveals so much behind what our students' struggles may be. Because I've had students say, well, sometimes, or in his class, but not in her class, or vice versa, uh, it, it's just interesting. And the reason I, I want to bring this to the forefront is because as you're experiencing those students that are struggling, let's go there. Let's start to ask those simple questions. It's October. By this point, you need, not what, you need your students to not just feel, but to know that they belong there with you. And by asking this simple question, and if a student says, hey, no, I don't feel like I belong here, then we're going to flip it and we're going to go right to needs. What do you need in order for you to feel like you belong in my classroom? Because what happens is when we bypass 
number three, and we immediately go to number four, we, and we just take it into like, oh, it's just an assumption. Of course, all students feel like they belong. And when they're struggling and we haven't really diagnosed this, then what my experience has taught me in the past, and I've even utilized this, is we have made statements like, well, you know what? Then you can get out of my classroom. For this, this is a behavior situation. This is not in the middle of the discussion. But in a behavior situation, they may be acting out because they don't feel like they belong but we're not diagnosing that yet. But what we're doing is, is we're saying I've had many educators, including myself in the past have said, you know what, young man or young lady, you can get out of my classroom and you can come back in here when you can respect me. And I've heard those types of phrases, multiple, and I've said those before, so I'm guilty of it too. But it was not until I took a deeper dive into this work to, art, to, to, to art, articulate and understand what is actually happening there. Because when you tell a student, and, and that, that, doesn't, that could be a verbal, that could be when you kick them out and remove them in the hallway, when you remove them out of your virtual setting, when you suspend them on a continuous basis, when they continue to be removed without being told that they and reminded that they're loved and that they belong here, then think about it. Inadvertently, we're just sending a message that says, look, we, you can belong here when you can act right, and you can belong here when you can achieve, master, recognize, and respect. When you can do those things at, in the level four of Maslow's, then we'll let you feel, number three. And I think that's what we have to recognize is, is we're inverting them for those handful of students that are behavior problems. And those struggling students need to recognize, and we need to be the ones that diagnose with this conversation with a simple question. Do you feel like you belong here? Because what we're saying is, I'll let you belong here when you can achieve, master, recognize, and respect. And yet we're living out that definition of insanity and we're not, we're not getting the results from that student because we're threatening them with the idea that you can belong here when you can accomplish this when what Maslow's has taught us is what if it works the other way? What if we have to assure the student that despite any of their circumstances and despite their attitude and their achievement and their attendance and anything that goes along with that, no matter what, food, water, shelter, safety, and then the need to belong as the foundation of those three things are put into place, then we should start to guide our students towards achieving, recognizing, and respecting. And I, I say this because the light bulb didn't come on for me as a classroom teacher. And even when I first began administration, it really wasn't until we started using restorative practices and understanding exclusionary consequences versus belonging, but that when you exclude inadvertently, whether you mean it or not, when you say get out, you are saying you don't belong here. Now, we can sit there and argue and say, I never said that. I understand that. It's an inferred message. And so as much as we think that students struggle with inferencing, that's one thing they're really good at inferencing is, you don't want me here. You've suspended me this amount of times. You've asked me to leave more than anyone else in this classroom. And I'm not saying that they should always stay. I am saying that I went from 
you're going nose to nose and telling kids to kick rocks and not thinking about how their feelings were impacted by this. Two years later, being able to suspend a child and being able to say, today, you made a poor decision. Based on your decision, though, my student code of conduct, my discipline plan, whatever it is, my care plan, as we talked about before, I have to be able to, I'm, I'm going to need to be able to send you home or exclude you from this. But listen, I want you to know that even though I'm suspending you today, that I love you and that I'm proud of you because you know what? You're still a young, young man or a young woman and you're making choices and you're going to grow from them. And it's amazing how I went from telling kids to kick rocks to telling them that, hey, you know what? You made a poor choice today and it's going to cost you this, ABC or XYZ, but you come back tomorrow and we get a clean slate and it's over with tomorrow and that's it. But I do want them students to know that even if they're being excluded for any reason whatsoever, for any circumstances, that they always know that they are loved and that they are appreciated and that they feel like they belong. You know, Rita Pearson sums up that whole little talk with just one simple phrase. Kids don't learn from people that they don't like. See, you've heard me say this multiple times. Every student, every human being, but every student particularly, wants to feel valued, seen, and heard. Notice me! When no one else seems to care. Even when I hide behind a hoodie. Especially when I'm struggling. When I seem to be alone. Even when I make you mad. Especially when I'm quiet. Get to know me. When you see an opportunity. Even when I make it hard. Especially when I seem lost and lonely. Care about me. When no one else seems to care. Even when I don't seem to care. Especially when I don't act like I care. Value me! When I need it the most. Even when I don't seem to get it. Especially when I see no value in myself. Connect with me! Connect with me. 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 Mm. I, when we created this video, it was so important to make sure that educators hear past their behaviors. No matter what they're saying with the behavior, their words or their actions, every student wants to feel valued, seen, and heard. When you feel valued, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel like you belong. I hope that today's episode gives you something to think about as you are continuing to engage with students in so many different ways and so many different platforms today. It's tougher in education to be an educator now more than ever. I just want you to remember that students need to feel like they belong and so do adults. So to my leaders out there, don't let this go over your head. 
don't let you just think this is about your students, your teachers, your support staff, anyone that is working in the educational system right now needs to feel like they belong, that they feel valued and appreciated and seen and heard and worthy for the work that they're doing. So if you don't do anything else from this episode, simply find one person in education today, reach out to them, make them feel valued, make them feel seen, make them feel heard, and remind them, not only do they belong, but they are exactly where they need to be today. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode. Again, if you want to follow along with us and get our newsletters, our vlogs, our blogs, any other information that we're being able to, and content that we're putting out, head over to rclfirst.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Also look for our free resources there. And I'm hoping that you have an amazing week with students. Thanks for tuning in. We'll connect with you next time. Lastly, I want to thank you, the listener, the educator, the difference maker, Your time is valuable. I see time as an investment, and I want to thank you from the center of my heart for making it to the end of this episode. But please don't let this be the end of our relationship. If you have the same passion for putting relationships and connections at the center of all learning, then I need you to subscribe and share this podcast with other like-minded educators. It would be extremely helpful if you would leave a review or a comment on what you loved about the episode, or better yet, Tell me what you want to hear about more in the future. This way, other educators that are searching for impactful podcasts can get a sense of what this show can offer them. You see, my hopes and prayers are that you were able to find one strategy or one idea that you could take back to one classroom to make a difference for one kid. Thanks for keeping relationships first, and we'll connect with you next time.